Hello and welcome to BTN's Take 10 Podcast. This is Alex Ruru, BTN.com, and this is the final BTN Bus Tour edition of this podcast for 2017. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll fill you in real quick. I tagged along on our annual BTN Bus Tour in August, and uh, for the podcast, I tried to talk to a player at each school. And it was a blast. It was really a lot of fun. So this is episode 4 of 4 of the Bus Tour edition, the finale. And I do encourage you to go back in the Take 10 podcast archives on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or, or Podpeen, and listen to those interviews from the bus tour, because those guys had a lot of good stories, um, the guys I talked to, and, and we had a lot of laughs and a lot of fun. So in this episode, in the finale, we talked to one player at Purdue and one at Northwestern, and we planned on having one for Illinois. Actually, we did talk to uh, someone in Illinois. We had to sit down with Mikey Dudek, However, and uh, all the Illini alums like myself and Illini fans will kind of get what I'm talking about here. Uh, Illinois' practice was out at those campus practice fields, out at the edge of campus, and as people out there know that went to Illinois, it can get pretty windy out there with nothing but farmland to your back and, and not much uh, to, to the north either. So some pretty high winds that day and nowhere to really duck away with, with Mikey. The interview just didn't really come out sounding that good. Um, so I didn't include it here just because uh, it was kind of hard to make out some of the things he was saying. But I will be transcribing some snippets from that and posting it to btn.com this week because uh, Mikey Dudek did really have some interesting things to say, um, especially regarding his comeback from back-to-back ACL injuries. So we'll definitely get that out there for for those who are interested. Uh, Now moving on to the interviews that are included here, I uh, talked to a couple of really solid dudes on on the back end of our tour as we, as we wrapped up uh, the, the annual bus tour. We start with Purdue running back DJ Knox and wrap up with Northwestern safety Godwin Ingebuke. And these interviews were unique because uh, one, of the guy, uh, one of the guys I talked to took sales classes and gave me a sales pitch on the air. And the other is a singer in his spare time and actually sang to me during the interview. So listen in, uh, keep listening, and, and find out who did what. And before we get to them, I'm going to put in one last plug for the podcast. Uh, it was a really phenomenal summer for, for the BTN Take 10 podcast, which launched back in May, I believe. And, and it's been a ton of fun for me to be a part of, especially just uh, really getting my first on-air experience and hosting my first show. And I'm really excited to continue to expand our reach and, and the quality of the content that we're putting out as we get into football and basketball season here in 2017 and 18. So please do go back and listen to some of the interviews we've done. If you have the time, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, like I mentioned because we do have some really exciting stuff coming your way um, this football season, which we'll be rolling out later this week, so keep an eye out for that. And finally, we'll go to West Lafayette, Indiana, and get to my sit-down with Purdue running back DJ Knox on the Take 10 Podcast. Very pleased to be joined here in uh, West Lafayette, Indiana, by Boilermaker, running back, DJ Knox. DJ, what's up, man? Thanks for joining me. Hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing great, man. A uh, little, uh, little hot in here because we just wrapped up practice. You know, you guys just re- finished up a uh, another practice under Coach Brom, and it's also also the first day of school. So was it, was it good to uh, get classes going and break up the monotony of football a little bit? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. It was good to see some new faces, you know, get from around my teammates all the time because, I mean, we just spent the last three weeks – 
spending every minute, every hour together and right. whatnot. So, you know, it was good to get a little fresh air, walk around and meet new people and things like that. And then you get into game week. So we excited now. Yeah. So you had uh, your class this morning before, before practice? Oh, yeah, definitely. I had uh, one class at like 930. It was just an hour long. So I came home, got a little extra rest before before practice today. All right. So we'll uh, we'll get into football a little bit later. But um, since we're on the subject of academics, tell me a little bit about your major because uh, you got a major that I haven't haven't seen before from any of the football players I've talked to so far on the tour. So tell me a little bit about that. Okay, um, right now I'm in selling. Well, I'm actually double majoring in selling sales management and also retail management mm-hmm. with a minor in communications and a minor in organizational leadership and supervision. Okay. Um, one thing that it does, one thing that I do in my majors, I, I work with sales teams and things like that to kind of build teams and build campaigns of to sell better sell products or you know how to target the market and things like that so it's kind of from the business aspect sure so um you sound like a pretty pretty smooth pretty fast talker here you know you you ever have to go up to people face to face or cold call people and uh practice making a sale oh yeah definitely i mean because i always want to work on my skills whether it's on the field or it's off the field i always like to stay you know sharp on every Mm -hmm. end so sometimes i'll come up and you know you have to practice meeting people that you haven't had any history sure. with. So, I mean, it's always good to kind of get to know somebody and have an extra friend because you never know. They could always be there for you. So, I'm going to give you a chance here, a little free recruiting sales pitch. You know, you're a salesman. Sell Purdue football to uh, to everyone out there. What, give me give me your sales pitch for, for the Boilermakers. Purdue football. As you come here today, you see a new facility, new coach, and everything I see is a new beginning. You can write your own history here. Why wouldn't you want to come and make Purdue your school? I mean, where else do you get this opportunity? All right, all right. That's that's pretty good. And uh, <laughs> I got I know you can't see it, but uh, DJ did not flinch at all, and he, he went right into the sales pitch like a true salesman. So that, that the major those classes are paying off. So DJ, you mentioned the new facility. Um, you guys got being built just next door here. We we actually toured it uh, when we rolled up into town today, and. Um, pretty impressive man uh have you guys got to see any of it at all because i know they're they're working on opening it here soon for you guys oh yeah definitely uh i, I definitely took a sneak peek inside mm-hmm. and when i walked in i was like my jaw just dropped because right. it's so massive and it's just so so much new technology and everything in there it, i'm just excited so every day i wake up i'm like every time i drive past this facility i'm looking to see if it's finished or <laughs> you know see how much progress they've done but i mean they're doing a great job and i'm, I'm thankful for everybody who's put a hand in on that compare all the renderings and what you've seen out of the new facility so far compare what's in store for you guys to the old facilities that you have uh that you've been using the last couple years well with our new facility i feel like we could you know kind of focus in on focus in on the smaller things as far as like recruitment i feel like we have enough in there with with our new recruitment room you know it'll give guys a chance to focus in and it's just specifically for recruits Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, fueling stations as far as our locker compartments and things like that is all more personalized. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you make it feel more at home so you're more comfortable because this is where we're going to spend most of our time. So why not make it like home? And, you know, guys enjoy themselves here and you know, always have fun. So it'll make you want to spend more time here, which will keep you more around football, which means football is on your mind more and you're more prepared for battle. Yeah, what I thought was really cool um, <clears throat> that I hadn't seen in other schools is like the positional rooms. There, there's rooms for each position group. And uh, I don't know if you, you've got a chance to see this yet, but they labeled, like, each room after a legendary Purdue player. So, like, the quarterback room has, like, a Drew Brees picture on the wall, and the, the running back has, like, Mike Allstott. I thought that was really pretty cool and unique. And we, uh, you know, we've been to most of the schools by now in, on this bus tour, and a lot of the schools are breaking ground or, or unveiling new facilities. And it's, it's really amazing to see, like, 
how college football is evolving and then how um, just pretty much nice like, all the student athletes are going to have it because like some of these some of these facilities are just like you know it's like the international space station man it's crazy out there <laughs> what, what do you think about this trend of you know college football players getting pretty much top notch top shelf services um, is is actually is actually quite amazing and I kind of wish I was maybe about 10 years right. younger you, you so I can the boat a little bit. <laughs> you're getting <laughs> I a kind of missed the boat a little bit but yeah. I mean uh, it's, it's great and I feel like you know we put in so much time and so much hard work we deserve it sure we honestly I, no matter if you're a starter or you, you you ride the bench or you know you're a backup or whatnot everybody's putting in hard work and I mean to dedicate your time to football and classes and try and still have a social life, it's it's a never-ending battle. And I feel like, you know, you deserve a little relaxation and, and a little luxury. Absolutely. Um, so another theme on this tour that I've noticed, and uh, I don't know if this is just a coincidence or what, but most of the guys I've talked to so far have been coming off pretty devastating injuries. And, and a lot of you guys have actually uh, – missed full seasons and, mm-hmm. and, and you're uh you fall into that group you missed last season with a torn acl you tore it in in spring ball not this past spring but the previous spring and you missed all of the 2016 season so tell me a little bit about your injury because everyone's situation is unique and and tell me about your rehab and um you know maybe get into the low points a little bit of um your rehab and your recovery process um definitely uh it was about that about two years ago, the spring game, uh, I was breaking a run, and then I was in open field. Had one guy make one guy miss, and I stepped kind of misstepped a little bit, and I tore my ACL. So then after that, uh, I had the surgery about two two weeks later, and uh, it, it was definitely definitely kind of hard for me because I mean football is my everything at this point because I mean I've been doing it throughout my whole life. So uh, you know the first game, I, I got a little teary eyed after you know first game and everybody was playing and sure. I didn't really get a hand in it so it kind of hurt me a little bit but it also gave me a, another drive to get back to the point to where I were where I was so you know it, it kind of helped me out in a sense I, I say it gave me a whole different look on football life everything in life in general so uh, I was I'm actually grateful for it you know it's, it's it's opened my eyes and made me mature a little bit more so it's definitely helped me so you're a you're kind of a little guy stature wise, you know. No one would say you're little, uh, you know, as far as your 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 body goes. You look like you're built up pretty good, but you're a little guy, so I assume you rely on speed. How, how are you feeling right now? And you feel like uh, your, your speed and your your agility is where it's at pre injury? Oh yeah, definitely. Because uh, my the, the the training staff and the strength and conditioning staff did a great job with you know helping me rehab. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like because you know they treat they treated me like family and treated me as their own. So you know whenever they see me down at my low points, you know they kind of helped me up, talk talk to me a little bit, and uh, gave me extra exercises to help me get over the humps and the challenges and the obstacles that I was having with my knee. So with all of that, I, I feel like I did a great job of rehabbing, and they did a great job of helping me. All right, so obviously we can't talk Purdue football without talking about the new coaching regime that's in place now. Jeff Brom and his staff take, took over. Uh, obviously, it wasn't the staff that recruited you to Purdue. So how have you handled the transition personally, and, and what have been the biggest differences you've seen from uh, Coach Brom and his staff as opposed to the old regime here in, in West Lafayette? Well, one thing when these guys came in, you know, I just wanted to prove, coming off an of ACL injury especially, uh, I wanted to just prove my worth and just show that I was capable of being a playmaker for these guys and showing that I could fit into their scheme. So, you know, I come out here every day, I give it my all, and, you know, I try and get a little extra film in so I can get that extra edge and be a competitor and show them that I'm the guy that can help 
take this program to the next level, even sure. though I wasn't recruited by them. Right. And, um, you know, Coach Brom is, is, is a hard-nosed guy. You know, it's either get it done or, or, or you're out of there. Or get out. Yeah, so, <laughs> right. so that's pretty much how it is. And, and that's the way I like it because there's no room for error. And then if you want to play, if you want to be that guy, you have to make make it happen. It has to be done. And that's one thing with him. If, if it's not done, somebody else is going to do it. He's very active, I noticed, in the practice. Probably the most active coach we've seen, maybe besides P.J. Fleck in Minnesota. But he was out there with the pads, you know, going through quarterback drills, trying to, uh, you know, get in, get in his guys' faces and, and make himself a part of the drills, really. I thought that was that, that was interesting. So um, I assume that's that's an everyday thing here, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Coach, coach Brom, he just, he just loves the game. You can tell he was a guy who – who this game is instilled in his heart. You know, he, he loves every moment of this. it is. Because without football, I feel like he, he'd go crazy if he if he couldn't have it. You get what I'm saying? Right, so right. Coach Brown is just a guy that's very interactive with all of his players. And, you know, he's a, he's a great coach, hard-nosed guy, and he's going to get after and He's going to make sure that we win. All right, DJ. Um, we're going to do some segments here in a minute. But I also got to ask, since it's, it's Monday, August 21st, today was the, the day of the solar eclipse. Um, did you know anything about it heading into the day? I mean, it was pretty hard to avoid. And did you get to see any uh, see any of the eclipse here? Because we were rolling into the town right when it was kind of going on. So oh, did yeah, you get to yeah. see any uh, see any you know of the festivities going on? Well, actually, about two days ago, uh, the head uh, Greg Brom, his his brother, mm-hmm. he texted us all and he was like, you know, guys, there's a solar solar eclipse coming. Don't look up. Because if you look up, it could permanently damage your eyes. <laughs> so at that point, everybody on the team, like, is he serious? Like, we're trying to figure out if this is a real right. thing. So the whole day I've been trying to fight looking up in the sky and things like that. But luckily I was in class anyway at the time. So I didn't really get a chance to see it. So we were coming in town and, like, we were rolling through the main streets, I think along uh, State Street and all that down here. And people were just, you know, looking up. And, like, some people were, like, crossing the street and looking at the sky, not paying attention. People were out in the their uh, fraternity and sorority like balconies looking so it was kind of a cool spectacle to see and you know it wasn't like it wasn't totally dark like it was in uh, some other parts of the country but it was definitely like a weird dim glow light. Uh-huh. so it, it was a it was an interesting sight to see for sure and um i know everyone got got swept up in the hype around here so yeah because the funny thing is one of my room one of my uh, teammates came in and he had the solar eclipse glasses <laughs> right looked like the little movie theater glasses i'm yeah. like dude what are you doing yeah and Honestly, I could have used a pair of those because I kept looking. To, like we were on the bus, and I kept looking out the window to see, uh-huh. you know, if, if it was happening. And I kept hurting my eyes because, like, you know, anyone knows not to look into the sun. But um, I couldn't resist for <laughs> for uh, a few minutes here today. But um, DJ, we'll move on and, and let you get out of here in a second. Just want to finish up with some segments. Um, I do these with each player on on the bus tour, and uh, it's basically just something to kind of loosen you up and and uh, have fun with a little bit. So. The first segment is called Training Camp Compliments. So we're in the uh, preseason here, and we're not really, you know, in the in the heat of it yet. So we're having you give a compliment to your rival. So I think it's safe to say that, that Indiana football is probably a, a traditional rival of, of Purdue's. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of, uh, you know, animosity there on, on game days in football and basketball. So give give your uh, your rival down the road here a, uh, a, a compliment if you can bring yourself to do it. Because, ah, you know, my the, the black and gold is running through my veins <laughs> so, so hard. Right. Um, uh, IU Hoosiers, uh, great training camp. Uh, I hope you get second place in our rival this year. All right, there you go. <laughs> I think that's what we call a backhanded compliment there. Um, second one is called uh, Bus Tour Bites. So we're rolling on the bus to all the campuses. 
and each stop has some, uh, you know, pretty iconic places to eat. So give me a place in West Lafayette that's, you know, a must stop if you're if you're rolling through, food wise. Bruno's. 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 What do you get off the menu there? Uh, they have pizzas, lasagnas, they uh garlic bites. Okay. Yeah, the garlic bites. It's. You know, we're getting some pizza on the way out. I don't know where though. I'm hoping it's Bruno's now that you mention it, but yeah, uh, yeah. we'll see. Because I know uh, your, your guys, uh, Tom and Matt, ordering us some pizza. So oh, yeah. now I'm getting my hopes up that it's Bruno's. So we'll have to see, though. <laughs> All right. The next one is uh, Song of the Summer. So, you know, summer's wrapping up here. But every summer, I feel like, has a, has a song or two that you associate that, that time of your life with. So when you look back at summer 2017, what will be a song or two that, um, that you'll associate summer 17 with? Oh, uh, sheesh. Hard That's, to pick, I know. It's hard to pick because I listen to so much music. Right. Um, trying to think. Definitely, I would definitely say off of the album "Wins and Losses" by Meek Mill. I just, okay. just the album. You Meek fan? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, it'd probably have to be four four four. Okay. 444 yeah, by Jay-Z. Yeah, Jay-Z. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one that came out. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of people talking when it dropped about a month ago. Um, moving on to the next segment, it is um, eggshells. So when you, you know, the saying when you walk around on eggshells around someone, it's someone you don't want to make mad. You don't, you're a little uh, maybe intimidated by them. So give me a coach on, on your staff that you don't want to get in their bad side because you know it's not going to be fun if you do. Oh... <laughs> uh... Sheesh. I'd have to say it. it, it you lower your, you can speak it. It's, it's, you lower your voice like he's gonna hear you. And walk by. <laughs> it's it's probably a, a battle between Brom and Barclay. Okay. It's it's a battle between Brom. What and position Barclay. does Barclay coach? He's a running back coach. Okay. Okay. But I definitely have to say Coach Brom because when Coach Head Brom get, when, hey, when he get after you, you have you reconsider. You like <laughs> man, what, like why did I even do that? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's have he, you thinking you're in the wrong sport? Oh. <laughs> Definitely, you'd be like, uh, "Am I even playing the right sport? <laughs> that, what am I doing?" But yeah, because uh, you don't want to piss you don't want to piss sure. him off, disappoint him. Because sure. he's, he's such a good coach, and he always try to you know take his time after even after he rips you, mm-hmm. he's gonna take his time to make sure you understand. All right, uh, last segment, DJ. It's called scrap that. So give me one drill that you guys do in training camp or in practice regularly that Blasters. Uh, that you want to get I, rid I can't of. I didn't finish yet. Like you want to get rid of. What was <laughs> that again? Blasters. Oh, blasters. Well, you have to run through the like the little gauntlet thing with the uh, arms okay. out. Okay. Yeah. And you have to run through and. Why don't you like that one? It hurts. It hurts. Because if you're not if you're not down low enough, it kind of catch you in your in your private parts a little bit. <laughs> and I hate that. So every practice, somebody down, you know, holding the hunched ball, over. Right? Uh, hunched over. The guys that uh, now you tell me that, but the guys at Wisconsin, we had them. It was the two running backs, Shaw and James. We had them do uh, blasters for us for our Facebook Live. So we had them do it, and they didn't complain about it, but I don't know, maybe now I'm looking back and thinking we should have uh, spared them in the blast. Oh, I, didn't yeah. know it was, I didn't know it was painful. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, I definitely, those are, that's one drill that I don't like, but it's probably the most beneficial for our for our group. So, I mean, that's something that we always do, but I hate it. All right. I hate it. <laughs> All right, DJ, well, I'll let you, uh, let you get out of here and get, uh, get back to campus because school's starting, man. It's time to hit the books and uh, hit the field soon. So... Thanks for taking the time, and uh, thanks for giving me your sales pitch and, and, you know, sitting down with me today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks again to DJ for joining me. Now we'll head up the road to Evanston, Illinois, where uh, I got to say they've done an exceptional job with those facilities. 
out there in Lake Michigan. Um, it really is such a unique setting in college football with the water to the east and, and the Chicago skyline, which, you know, it's the best skyline in the world, no arguments. Uh, I, don't, I don't want anyone to argue with that. Uh, clearly visible to the south, and, and when it's a nice day like we had when we wrapped up the bus tour there a couple weeks ago, um, it wasn't too windy, it's just football heaven, so definitely recommend the trip to Evanston to see that practice facility, especially in the uh, summer, early fall if you can before it gets too, too windy and, and cold out there. And while we were there, I sat down with preseason All-American and the multi-talented safety Godwin Igabuke in the Kellogg Business Building, which overlooks the practice field at Northwestern and is also an amazing facility. And although it got a little echoey in there for the interview, the discussion was a lot of fun. Godwin shows his, his strong personality and uh, we'll let you see what that entails when we get into the interview right now. It's Take 10's chat with Godwin Igobuke. Very pleased to be uh, sitting across here at Northwestern's beautiful lakefront facility uh, with Northwestern safety Godwin Igobuke. Godwin, what's up man? Thanks for joining me. How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? Good man, good. Uh, first of all, we just got to talk about this beautiful, beautiful setting that's uh, right out here to our east. It's the it's Lake Michigan. You guys got a pretty new practice facility. It's got to be easy to come out here every day, and or make it a little bit easier to come out here every day uh, just with this view and this backdrop, right? Oh, without a doubt. I actually had to ride my bike up to practice today just to kind of get along, get a little ride along the lake. Um, I think it's one of a kind, for sure. It's, yeah, it really is. Definitely a new field, you know, beautiful view, like you said, Chicago skyline. It doesn't get much better than this. Yeah, you rode your bike uh, from your apartment? How far of a ride is that? Is that a actually, I, I, I rode from my apartment to the stadium, which is about probably like 12, 13 minutes, and then rode from the stadium uh, to practice, which is probably about <coughs> five minutes. All right, so uh, you're a senior. You, uh, right. Thought about maybe going to the NFL last year, a great season. You were, uh, you know, All-American, All-Big Ten, got mm. Big Ten preseason All-American now. Um, Best. What went into uh, your decision to, to come back for your senior year? Because uh, doing my research on you, you consulted with the NFL Draft Advisory Board, and, and I'm just curious of what that process is like and what feedback you got from them that, that went into your decision to, to return to school. Uh, yeah, I mean, and obviously, like you said, I did you know, consult. I drive advisory board, you know, through the coaches. Um, me and Anthony Walker did. We we're both in the cusp of making that decision. Uh, obviously, he did end up making that decision to go. But yeah, uh, I'm not gonna get into the details exactly. But um, obviously, you know, your dream is to play NFL. That's what you go to college for. You know, you want to do great things here. You want to go on and play in the NFL. And the opportunity was presented. You know, as we know. Um, but I felt like I had a lot more to prove. I felt like I was um, had a lot more left in this chapter of my life as a as a wildcat. Um, not only you know on the football field, but just in general, you know, relationally, uh, personally, you know, growth-wise. And man, it's been an awesome decision this far. I mean, I've just really enjoyed it. Enjoyed every part of it. Enjoyed the offseason more than ever. Uh, really built some wonderful relationships. Um, you're able to come back, take a little more classes, and it's just been awesome. I know you said you didn't want to get too deep into the details, but was there anything that you thought you needed to improve on before you know reaching that dream of the NFL, like you said? Well, I mean, I think definitely 
just you know consistency and, and making plays. Um, just trying to fly around and make more plays, make as many plays as I can, whether that's on the ground, whether that's in the air, um, and bringing it every play. You know, I feel like if I can get into the repetitiveness of things and kind of you know lay off a little bit, I think I watch back on some film and I see myself kind of you know maybe taking a playoff or two, and that's definitely something I want to make sure is out of my game completely. Sure. And I think uh, just as a defense, um, we've done a great job of instilling that uh, in this offseason. Uh, just bringing a culture of attacking everything, you know, with ferocity, you know, running around, just flying around. And I think, you know, myself included, but definitely our defense as a whole is going to bring it this year. Yeah, so you've had a, you've been an impact player pretty much since you stepped in the field here. You've had some great seasons, um, but literally since you stepped on the field, uh, your first career start, you had three interceptions, is that, is that right? And then sure. tell me what happened on the final interception of that game, why it's remembered uh, kind of fondly around this area. <laughs> well, the first interception, I mean, the last one, I'm not really sure what I was thinking, to be honest with you. I feel like I kind of blacked out. Yeah. Just didn't know what was going on. I knew what was going on, but I caught it, and everything changed. Mm -hmm. I looked in front of me, I see everybody running around. <laughs> Everybody's screaming. In my head, I'm about to take this back to the house. Right. I'm about to get a pick six, because why not? I put the ball out in front of me, like, hey, block him. You block them. I wasn't saying that, but I was thinking that. Right. But then I'm, I stopped, I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing right now? <laughs> I put the ball back in my arms, and I go ahead and slide, and everything worked out. So to set the stage, this was uh, against Wisconsin, this pick sealed the game, but instead of going to a knee, you kind of went Madden mode and uh, you know started looking for the pick six, like you said. What was uh, Coach Fitz's reaction to that? Because I, I know if I was a fan, I'd probably be screaming at you to get down. I can't imagine what Fitzgerald was, was thinking <laughs> of what he said to you afterwards. I can only imagine. I, obviously, I didn't see him in that moment. I think it was a, a mixture. I'm sure he was very excited you know, to have sealed the deal against Wisconsin in that huge game. At the same time, you know, he's used me you know, for years since as a, an example of what not to do after an interception. <laughs> so that's always cool, but, you know, I was, I was a young guy. I mean, that's just part of the process. Hopefully I can uh, help somebody else in the future. So, you know, think about it. You kind of set the bar too high. You messed up because your first game, you get, you get three interceptions. It's all downhill from there, man. Oh, man. I think about I actually thought about that too back in the day, the day day. But um, uh, I think I fared pretty well. Uh, I think I'm in a pretty good position. I mean, I'm really blessed. To have been at this university and really enjoying myself yeah. every year, um, you know, you don't, you won't usually get, you know, three picks in every game. But um, definitely, that's something I regret doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of Coach Fitz and uh, your relationship with him, uh, one of the selling points for you to, to attend school here and to play football was he let you pick your your own position because it was down to either running back or safety, mm -hmm. right? So why did you pick safety over running back? Man, 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 man. Well, high school days, like you said, I was I was out here running back. I was making plays at running back, mm -hmm. making plays at safety too. But you know, running backs the core position is getting all the hype. Oh God, what are you running back from Ball State? <laughs> so obviously, you know, it feels good to score touchdowns. It feels good to you know. But my decision was you know a lot more calculated than that. Um, even when talking to my dad, really helped me out. Uh, he really pushed me for me to play DB, and I was kind of trying to understand why. Um, but the more I thought about it, the more I kind of sat back and just looked at the past and how I felt playing each position, 
one thing I do recall realizing is that there was never a time where I was, even in a blow, I was not trying to stop playing. Let me keep playing, let me keep playing. Running back, I was like, okay, let, let the, the younger guys get in, whatever. So defense is always, you know, a lot more exciting to me. Uh, they, they ended up getting some guy my second year called Justin Jackson, and he's done pretty well, so I don't think uh, it would have been smart to waste his ball. Yeah, I've heard of Justin Jackson. I heard he's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I think most Big Ten fans have heard of him, too. So. He's, he's not bad. And, uh, you know, playing safety, you get to deliver some hits instead of, instead of taking them, you know. So that, Real talk. That, that's that definitely came in. Have you uh, using those offensive skills you had you had coming up? Any any plays in the playbook for you? Trick plays? Any? Yeah. any you use it as a decoy or anything on offense? I wish I, I could do a little damage out there. Yeah. But uh, I, I try to use it on defense a little bit, breaking off people trying to trying to block me. I enjoy acting like I'm running back. You know they're coming after you. But I think it definitely helps just understanding you know where holes are going to fit. Saying Justin even in practice being a great back. And you know, he's an awesome back. And having that experience as a running back, you know, you can kind of tell what holes are unfolding. Mm -hmm. You know, you can kind of tell. You can know how to use the momentum of your defender against them. So having that experience myself, it allows me to be a better tackler, be a better run fit. Sure. And then, uh, you know, being here at Northwestern, it's unique because it's small school in the Big Ten, private school, uh, well known for its very high academic standards. I feel like, you know, I talk to a lot of football players and athletes in general, and sometimes, they talk about the academics, you know, it's, it, it can be over-exaggerated as far as the balance between football and school, but, but I feel like that's not the case here because, you know, it's Northwestern. So did you turn down offers from other schools that uh, maybe uh, weren't as held in high regard academically and you, and you chose Northwestern because of that academic side or is it strictly football? Oh, I mean, I think if you ask most guys who go to Northwestern, especially, they're going to say, you know, Academics definitely played a part in that, and for me, it's uh, the same thing. Um, just understanding, you know, my, being from an academic family, uh, my parents always talked on academics, so that was instilled in me since I was a young age. So yeah. I didn't know too much about Northwestern, to be honest with you. Um, I grew up in Ohio, so you you know who I was rooting for. Buckeye country. You already know. I hate to say it, but so I mean, at, after that point, you know, hear about Northwestern coming to me. I did my research, parents did the research. You know, it's in the Big Ten. They're playing these Big Ten schools. They're playing in one of the best divisions in the nation, and they're also one of the best schools in the nation, mm -hmm. top twelve in the whole in the whole nation. Which is, I say, it's pretty awesome. So, you know, bringing all that into play, uh, having the opportunity to get a world class education, and also play against these teams that I idolized as a child, felt like you know the perfect fit for me. So, what's your uh, academic undertaking here? What's your What's your major? I'm majoring in learning and organizational change, right. which is in the School of Social Education and Policy. Uh, it's an awesome, it's an awesome school. A lot of guys go into consulting, such things like that, the business as in broad. But I'm not sure if consulting is going to be my move right now. Taking some other classes, doing a post baccalaureate uh, with a couple of other teammates. So hopefully that clears things up for me. But it's been an awesome four years so far. Yeah, yeah. And you, uh, speaking of your your skills away from the football field, you're you're pretty well known. As having some uh, musical talents as well. Tell me a little bit about. Uh, okay, all right. I'm gonna let you take the floor here. It's, I think you're okay. breaking the song. Send me your location. Let's focus on communication. I don't know the rest of the words, my friend. Actually, this is a little something light. There's great acoustics in here, though. See, yeah, for one, there's acoustics in here. Two, there's people eating behind us, so they're getting dinner and a show in this cafeteria right here. Well, why not? And three, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I feel 
I feel blessed to be just getting serenaded <laughs> right here at football practice. I didn't know that I'd be, uh, be sung to today, but uh, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. So you you put those talents to good use um, with some concerts, right? You do, you do some concerts off campus. Right? Yeah, I had. A, I'm actually part of a band uh, called Graffiti Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of that really was blooming, you know, late spring and this summer. I got to do a couple gigs, got to do some things at Northwestern for some events, and then also, you know, opened up for a band in uh, Chicago at the City Winery uh, about a month and a half ago. And man, it was just, this was an awesome experience. Awesome to get a chance to kind of branch out of, you know, the, the cycle of school and football and kind of wind on some things that don't usually get to do. Yeah, how did, first of all, when did, uh, those musical talents you're shining through, was that, that always something you wanted to do? And, and then how did that, uh, that band come together? Well, it wasn't something I always thought I was going to do, to be honest with you. Um, music is always something I've enjoyed, but um, never something that I've actually took the time to create until maybe a few, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Kind of do some things on my own. I'm not really out there publicly yet, but I got a, I got a lot of things in the works. But teammate of mine, Jalen Prater, guitarist, you know, me and him. Got pretty cool, started messing around, you know, in, in the basement, writing songs, et cetera, et cetera. And we're like, okay, this is not bad. It's not bad at all. Um, got the opportunity, you know, some, some of the academic advisors, Mir Sanchez, athletic advisors, uh, you know, kind of heard about us. And they're like, okay, we want you to do this. Can you do this for us? A teammate. Can you do this in your, uh, for life event for us? And then even a former guy on the team got us the gig at a, for Freddie Jones Band at City Winery. And we realized people really enjoyed it. People really liked, you know, the music that we were putting out. So that only just fueled us. You know, it was really a great time. Um, obviously, we're on a hiatus because of, you know, my football schedule. Obviously, this is first and foremost for me right now. One of our other band members, you know, are in New York. So um, it was definitely something for the moment that we really enjoyed. And, you know, you never know. Maybe pick it back up. Do you get more nervous before you, uh, you sing at a show or before you play football? <laughs> I say nervous-wise. I think I was, as of this summer, I was more nervous in the scene. But I think that a lot of that has to do with just the fact that it's new to me. Right. It was so new to me. It was my more, first time. The more you do it. Exactly. Being vulnerable in that situation and um, having to, like football is a little different. I mean, you're obviously playing against a, with a bigger crowd. But I'm just loving you guys out there. And I've been doing it all my whole life. So that probably has something to do with it. But, you know, it is pretty nerve-wracking just being singing a solo. So if you can mess up, it's all on you. Yeah, I think you're the uh, the best singer we've had uh, on the podcast. Okay. Before. I'll take that. That's the time you can take with you, you know. How many you had? Three? On the podcast? No, I'm missing. More than that? No, we've had, uh, this is episode like 15 or 16, and we had, wow. we talked to a player at each school, so you're the last stop. So this is, uh, Number 14, so it's the first time though that I've uh, been sung to, like I said, so I appreciate that. Right. Yeah, something like yeah, exactly. Set up a little exactly. Bit. We're uh, diversifying the show a little bit. Exactly. All right, so uh, we're almost done here, Godwin, but um, I do got to ask one more football-related question. Um, I mean, no one was really sleeping on you yourself because you're, you're a preseason All-American in your position, and people have recognized what you bring to the table, but uh, do you think people are sleeping on Northwestern this year? Because I feel like... You listen to the, a lot of the analysts and experts. They're picking Wisconsin to to be a heavy favorite in the West. So, um, how do you feel? Do you, do you pay attention to that, or do you think that uh, Northwestern's being 
undervalued or slept on a little bit? Well, um, I'd say being slept on is it's not too new for us mm -hmm. as a program, Northwestern. I think we've come a long ways even since I've been here in terms of just earning the respect and gaining the respect of others. Um, we've always believed in ourselves, obviously, but um, getting the respect from outside has always been something that we've always proven after after our wins. So it's nothing new, nothing new, really. Uh, like you said, Wisconsin's a great team. Uh, obviously, they're ranked up there. I think we're also a great, great team. So I think it's just going to come down to us just going out there this season and showing everybody and letting them know how it goes. It's the only thing you can do at this point. But um, we're excited. We're ready for the challenge. And we have big expectations for ourselves. I know that for sure. All right, we're going to uh, wrap up here with some segments we do with players at each school. Uh, five quick questions that kind of a little more lighthearted, a little fun. So, sweet, 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 sweet. Uh, first one is called uh, training camp compliments. So we're here in the preseason. You know, games haven't started yet. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have you give a compliment to your rival. I think your rival in football, one of them is Illinois with the, uh, you know, the trophy game. So give your neighbors down south a uh, little compliment that uh, they can take into the season. Um, I would say, I would say, I would say, Lovey. Lovey Finn? He has a nice name. He does. I think his name is a name of peace. Yep. I appreciate that. I'm not you sure. You can relate. I mean, you gotta, your name is uh, kind of unique and it has a meaning behind it, doesn't it? It is. Godwin means friend of God. All right. Which I consider myself a friend of God. Also means God's victory. Igwe Buke, strength in numbers. And you, we out here, the football team, we got strength in numbers. Um, so I think me and him can relate to that a little bit. Right. Yeah, we both have you know nice little first names. All right, that's a good one. We haven't had that one either, so that's another first on the, awesome. on the uh, Bus Tour podcast. What's next? I got you. All right, next question is uh, Song of the Summer. So, Summer 17. Musical guy, like you said, give me a song that you associate, <laughs> a song or two if you can't pick one, you associate with summer 2017. Song of the summer, man. Let me, I'm, I'm going to have to give you guys just two completely different genres and just right. sounds in general. I'm not going to lie to you, I'm a big Fleet Foxes fan. Okay. First off, kind of like an indie folk alternative kind of, kind of, kind of band. But um, one song that I'm really vibing to is a nice little, little slower pace. It's called If You Need To Keep Time On Me mm -hmm. by Fleet Foxes. It's a nice, feel good, the world is a beautiful place type song. You look uh, out this window, you can't argue with that. The late that's, not, that's what I'm saying. I can't get over the, the scenery here. I know I've been harping on it. But. No, you really can't. Get your mind right every day. And then Kodak just dropped his album. Okay. Not a huge Kodak fan yeah. in general, but I love the production behind his music okay. uh, I think London uh, produced this one but it's called Roll in Peace All right. featuring XX XXX Tenacion and that, that, that hits it's going to be hitting on the radio I soon. think Marcus Allen Penn State had a Kodak song as well so, did he? yeah so he's been popular in the tour as well uh, next segment is called uh, Bus Tour Bites so you know we had the bus rolling around uh, all the Big Ten schools this is our last stop We've got to eat at some good places. Uh, okay. Give me a recommendation for somewhere to eat in Evanston that uh, can't miss. You been there? No. That's not well, a maybe. good place. I, don't know. I was just whistling. Is that, is that the, no, the anthem, the slogan? I just, I just made that up. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't know if I was off the commercial or something like that. <laughs>
I will say Chipotle, but I know you already know about that. Chipotle. Yeah, Chipotle. Everyone, everyone's got Chipotle. Everybody eats Chipotle. Chipotle. I'll tell you about La Cucinata. Okay. It's right here in Chicago. Um, right down the street from here. Go there and get the El Pabellon. I wish I don't know exactly what it means, but it tastes delicious. It has plantains on it, some some beef on it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, make that your stop. El right. Pabellon at right. La Cucinata. I'll mark it down. Maybe on the way out of town here. Um, Heading back Please. to the city, have to uh, stop it. What's the name one more time? La Cocinata. La Cocinata. All right, I'll mark it down. Uh, two more segments here. This one's called uh, eggshells. So you know, you know the saying: you walk around eggshells around someone, you don't want to get on their bad side, don't want to make them mad. So give me, yeah. give me a coach of yours that uh, you know, maybe a little intimidating. You don't want to, you don't want to <laughs> make him mad. First of all, I don't fear nobody. Okay. No fear in my heart. None. But I will say, someone who a lot of people, you know, find intimidating, he's a very interesting guy, Coach Long. I enjoy him. He's a great, he's a great coach. He's a great guy. Mostly outside of football, and when he gets on the field, <laughs> some kind of switch gets turned on. Right. He goes on the football mode. He goes on the football mode, right. which is okay. You know, you gotta get the guys coached up. But uh, he's one of those guys. He, you don't wanna get on his bad side. I say during practice, because you might just go off on you. It don't matter if you're me. It don't matter if you're. Uh, athletic, just honestly, you could be a ball boy. Mm-hmm. He gonna be on you. What are you doing? What are you doing? Just getting on you. I'm, I'm like, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I didn't catch that that heat today. It could have been, been me. If I, That's true. Because I'm filming something. <laughs> uh, um, but wait, what position is he coach? He coaches the D line. D line. Already right. long. See, coach yeah, long. I mean, you're safety. You're still getting. Uh, you know. Great guy though. All right. Don't 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 nah, get, don't let's get back. Not getting it twisted. Don't worry. Um, all right, last one, Godwin. Uh, this one is called Scrap That. So give me one drill that uh, you go through every day. You know, you could do without. You, you would scrap it. You could. <laughs> well, um, the, the best answer would be to say all drills are necessary and important. So I'm going to just put that out there for Coach Brown. The safe answer, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I might have to say uh, we do a, a drill called Big Blue. Mm-hmm. Where we pretty much line up, you know, about two yards away from each other. There's a big blue pad behind the person. There's like you're facing a guy, and his back is toward the blue pad. You run up and try to tackle him onto the pad. Um, bad thing is a lot of knees are getting thrown into you know people's areas. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. We've got a couple of those too. Right. Podcasts, you know, horrible, exactly. horrible drills. They know about that. Right. It's not the safest. Right. All right. So that's the one. Maybe if uh, Coach Fitz, if you're listening. <laughs> You heard it from Godwin first. <laughs> hey, don't do this. <laughs> all right, Godwin, that's all I got for you. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks for having some fun. Thanks for singing. And uh, good luck this season. I appreciate you. All right. been awesome. Thanks again to Godwin and DJ and Mikey Dudek for joining me. And thanks to the schools one more time for setting those interviews up throughout the 14-stop bus tour. Thanks to the communication staff, the SIDs, who, who made all that possible. Really do appreciate it. And again, I'll have some of the uh, Mikey Dudek Q&A posted this week online in print because of audio issues. Um, We had some problems just recording the interview with the setting and the wind, so we'll have to put that on print exclusively. So I apologize for that, but regardless, I'm uh, I'm just looking back now at how much fun the tour was overall, and I hope you all had fun tuning into the shows and following on social media, and hopefully following the Take 10 podcast and listening to the interviews we were able to pull off. And... um, one more time shout out to all those guys for sitting down with me 
all the fans that, that were listening. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks one more time. Actually, not one more time. As always, thank you to Wes White for producing. And to everyone, stay tuned for, for some good stuff soon here on the Take 10 Podcast.